0: So, the best way I can articulate for people listening around boundaries is you get in life what you tolerate. And people who tolerate being treated poorly don't have boundaries. And if they do, they don't articulate them. So, this, a great way to think about it again is you, if you have boundaries and people don't know what they are, they do not exist. Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for
1: mob like you and me who are looking to learn and grow from life's experiences in order to fulfil one's potential, becoming more switched on in the process. Enjoy the episode. Guess who's back, back again, Jules is back, tell a friend. Jules is back, Jules is back, Jules is back. Yo!
2: What an intro.
1: Yeah, I What an intro. I've been good lately, eh? That was a good one. (laughs) I was was really liking that one. Yeah.
2: That was was fine for me. What's up, lads? How are we? Very good, man. Very good. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Mate, how good is it for us three to be back in the booth?
2: Mate, first one for the year, which is awesome. Mm. What First one for the year. I mean, you reckon you're coming back.
0: No, nah, well my first one for the year, I mean. I mean I don't want him to I come back. I don't know about you. I don't get oh. invited to the booth very often, so I feel very pleasured and it's pleasure to thing. I feel How very many times
2: d- is this your third? Dreadful. Third or second?
1: On switched on second. Right, hey, you're Rob. the first
2: or second time guest. Yeah.
0: Well, How's thanks that? that? Thanks, boys. I mm. feel, again, I feel grateful. I feel warmth, the warmth of you both. So thank you very much for having me <laughs> back. But nah, boys, you've been crushing it. I've I've been loving the potties you've been putting out and you should be super proud. They've been pretty good, eh? been amazing yeah from where you guys have come as well like in the last 12 months i'm just stoked you know i'm one of your biggest cheerleaders boys and i love seeing you guys shine and do great things and most importantly do great things and helping other people so that's that's the gift
1: cheers mate it means a lot coming from you especially when uh, we first started doing the potties with you um i don't know about bubble but i was very rough <laughs> i was very rough too we we're
2: both very rough <laughs>
0: yeah. um every master wants a disaster fellas you guys <laughs> have seen that you that's guys have seen this spi- we should release that video one day eh? Which one? Yes. We, we should do one on like getting started as a potty and then we should release that video of me speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that one, Bray? So that bad. Is, what Like uh, in the um, dim light? Your dim light, yeah. me saying yeah. yeah and right after every second sentence. <laughs> we should do one on getting started with fear and then play that video because I think it will give so many people context on you know how bad I was when I started and and you got to start somewhere it exactly. doesn't matter where you're starting from you could be so freaking bad but the next step's so important or you could be half decent but you got to start somewhere
1: 100% I'm not sure how we can incorporate I'm sure we can incorporate something like that in today's potty but um before we get into the topic which uh we'll talk about in just a second lads what'd you guys do to get switched on this morning
0: Well, I uh, did a busted out 2.5K run uh, down near my house, which is awesome. You're humming. Humming, mate. So I started with a brain tap. I'm doing this 21-day brain tap uh, challenge at the minute, which is all about mindset, using like beta beats, hypnotic language, light therapy. So I'm doing that, which is super good. I'm day 14 in. Nice. About 45 minutes a day, which is a a big chunk, a big commitment, but I'm absolutely seeing the benefits. And then went for a 20-minute run. And then- bought my beautiful partner a coffee. So that was what I did to get switched on. A bit for me and a bit for the ones I love. Kicking goals. Yeah, man. Bubba. I like that. Angelo Street? Angelo, sure, mate. The a, local. Uh, you know, call out to my <laughs> favorite people down at Angelo Street. Thank yeah. you. Mate, I
2: got up, went for a walk, and then I did some – I didn't do the brain tap, but I did some mindfulness, um, which is really good actually this morning because it just like calmed me down a bit. So it was nice. And then came in, did a little cryo. Um, on the crowd train a lot at the moment, so that's mm-hmm. been good. Um yeah, and I feel good. I feel refreshed. Love I had a really good sleep too.
1: Good. So yeah, we, I was I was talking to you last night. She went to bed at eight thirty. Yeah. And reckons waking up at what, five, 5:30? Yeah, five thirty? Five, five thirty.
2: Nice. But I've been mean, like I've been mean, like it's been good. I mean like ready to go to bed. <laughs> like my up. eyes are like shattering. And but survivors not at the moment, so I'm just like like, ooh, do I stop and watch that? Mm. Five, five more minutes. Yeah, because I really like Survivor. So one show I want to go on. Anyway, off topic. What about you, mate?
1: Yeah, um, I'm on the cryo train as well, but I'm going to save mine for later. Um, just because body's feeling a little bit ginged. So this morning, um, I had the alarm for like six. Still woke up at like 5.30 odd. But, so I just got up out of bed and did a bit of stretching, a bit of yoga, if you, if, if you must. But um, yeah, it was bloody, bo- bloody beautiful actually. Like, because... I just do it in my room, right outside my room. You just like see the sunrise. Um, so yeah, it's just like a satisfying, majestic morning. And um,
0: majestic, yeah. So yeah, so look at the, the vocabulary in the kid, eh? Just, just <laughs> dropping the vocabulary. Yeah,
1: vocabulary <laughs> on Gr- the Gr- Gr- yep. Grandma the kid. my calls
0: it uh, vocabulary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like it. so good. I want to have a majestical morning, eh? I've, I feel like mine. Hey, you did underwhelming now, but you know, I didn't say majestical. I just said it was good. <laughs> but I felt like I'm missing out. Mate, you, did the, you did the brain tart, <laughs> You the, got a coffee for
1: your wife? I mean, my girlfriend would bring coffee too far. out One hey, day. Anyway. One day. One day. Yeah, one day. We'll <laughs> get there. <laughs> Ah oh, mate. Um, yeah, it's just that, lads. It's good to know. We're all switched on, ready to go. Bubba, would you like to interest, introduce introduce us on the topic that we've going over today?
2: Yes. So, topic today is going to be setting healthy personal boundaries because it's such an important thing for your own well-being, but it's also so important to be able to know what yours are, where they come from, and how to talk about them with others because everyone's got their boundaries. And if... Like we, Me and Jules actually talked about this the other day, that if you can't communicate them effectively, then you can start to have resentment for people when they get too close or if they step over that line, right? So um, especially for our age growing up, it's so hard to have boundaries because of society and, and expectations of what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, who we should be hanging out with, what success is, what happiness is and all this sort of stuff. But being able to have your own boundaries and knowing that they're different and how to um, I guess separate the different parts of them because there's physical relationship and all that sort of stuff which we'll get into but mm. yes I'm, I'm excited because it's something that I'm still working on and figuring out what mine are so to get someone in that's sort of an expert in this area and very good knowledge on it is going to help both of us but I think it's going to have a lot of um, information not just for our age but for everyone that's sort of listening so I'm yeah. excited.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, and you're so right. Who else better get in than Mr. Jules himself? Um, I mean, for those like, for those who don't know, I, don't, I wasn't really sure if we had to give you an intro at the start because like you've been on a, on a few pods now, but if you've got any new listeners, um, Jules is our boss, our mate, best friend, everything, all the above, um, is the CEO of Happiness Co. And without him, we wouldn't be here in this
0: pod. So yeah, Jules, mate. I love that. That's cool. I love that we're, you know, best mates, awesome buddies, and, and we work together, yeah. you know. And I think that's cool, huh? Like doing good things with good people is something I built this thing on, right? I want to come to work and, you know, get along with people every day, but the thing about it, the mutual respect and love and kindness and decency that you show each other fosters an incredible relationship. So, lads, I'm pumped. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's should it. I, so,
1: should, I should just want to add quickly. Before I actually came to the co and even like growing up, I didn't really have, I didn't really know much about boundaries mm. as a whole. And it wasn't until I think a few months into working here that I was getting, I got burnt out and um, I was just a bit all over the place. And so I sat down with you and he said, Mate, what, what boundaries have you got in place for, for yourself right now? I said. <laughs> probably none <laughs> like
0: yeah. I, remember, I remember the chat <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, like what was I doing for self-care like what what boundaries do I have in terms of my relationships and it's like yeah I honestly could not have have thought of any and and since that chat and I've really tried to incorporate different boundary and aspects of my life but I'd just love for you to give us a r- quick rundown as to like what personal boundaries are for you as like a concept in itself and and how and then we can get into how we develop
0: and the different aspects of them after that. Yeah, well, to me, to, to me, people without strong boundaries, it's really obvious to see. Like, you know, I've worked with thousands of people the last 10 years or so, guys. So the, the more when you sit down with people, interact with them, which is why when you were telling me what was going on in your life, a great question to ask is what boundaries you have because what's it costing you not to have them? So the way I see boundaries, the boundaries are a bunch of self-respect guidelines, And there's a bunch of rules that go in them guidelines. Think about governance, policy, and then behavior if you're talking about like a company. So what's the governance that runs your whole universe? What's the policies that you need to implement? And how does that inspire behavior? Lots of people don't have any governance around their boundaries. Lots of people don't have any policies that they can say, this is my game plan. This is my strategy. And then they wonder why their behavior is limited by having healthy boundaries. And to me, it costs people dearly. And I'm, I'm talking about dearly around the person they want to be, the way they feel about themselves. But ultimately, you end up trying to be everything to everyone and you end up being nothing to no one. And that's the downside of ha- no, having no boundaries. If you just sell yourself short, you end up letting all the people that you care about down. But most importantly, the person that you let down most is the person looking back in the mirror. And you have no substance. Think about, I talk about this a lot. What's your essence? Like, there's no point having an essence and a belief system and a, a bunch of practices if you can't actually articulate them and have them. So we talked about this yesterday or the day before. Boundaries are irrelevant if you can't communicate them because they are just an idea. They're like fugazi, like it's, it's, it's a thing. Mm. Like a boundary in its truest form is a, an emotional or a psychological line. Yeah. That, that's the way to see it. It's invisible though. So… Anything invisible like mental health, happiness, the things that are internal, the only person who brings them to life and makes them something tangible is you. That's the key. An invisible, psychological, emotional line, the only person who can build a wall which is a boundary around them things is you. And I think we leave too much of that to chance, too much of that to other people, too much of other people's boundaries and we get stuck in their tide. I've been there in my life. Like you end up being... uh, trying to be like someone else or you conform or you end up actually mirroring someone else and their boundaries and then you end up looking at yourself in the mirror and you're very unhappy with who you are so in a, a nutshell that would what i would say a personal brand you looks like
1: mm. so it's kind of as if like say you're in a hundred meter um sprint and you, you have the track right in front of you and like you're running along that path, like you're, you're, you're in your own lane as a person trying to become the person you want to be. And like literally your lane or your boundaries are like those rails on the side, like helping you move in the direction that you want to go in. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I believe everyone has a, a, a worth in this world. The only question is how valuable are you? Th- that's it. Like everyone has a, a level of value. What value you bring to this world is only determined by you. So everyone is valuable. From someone who feels like they have nothing, you, you, there is a value on that. It's like going to a bottle shop and looking at the cheapest wine on the bottom shelf. It might be $2, but there is a value there. It may not be the best wine. may not taste great. And then there's the high-end, top-end stuff that you, know, you want and you keep it for special occasions. So a great way to think about a personal boundary is this. You can't value something that you don't respect and you can't respect something that you do not value. It, how much respect do you have for yourself? And if you respected your, yourself dearly and, and greatly, then you value who you are. And then what that means is how you treat me matters. Like how you treat me matters because I am deserving of being treated well doesn't make you a bad person because you treated me poorly. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. But my job is to self-advocate. So for anyone listening right now, I would love you to write that word down or just put that in your brain. Self-advocacy is the greatest way to stand up for your personal boundaries, to stand up for who you are, to know what you want, to know how you want to be treated. And I guess the biggest challenge I see with this is don't ever assume that people know what your boundaries are just by how you behave. Like Bray, for instance, he trains every day pretty much and he's a, he's a fitness nut and he loves it. But for me to assume I would know what his boundaries are would be reckless because you don't and they're not obvious. So you have to articulate what your boundaries are and we always expect that people know how to treat us because we have an idea of how we would like to be treated. And that's, mm. that, that's, just think about that again. We always think that people know how to treat us because we have an idea of how we would like to be treated. But we've never actually said anything about how I'd like you to treat me. And that's why I think so many relationships find conflict and resentment and frustration and doubt and worry. And probably most important thing is if I told you how I want to be treated and you didn't like that, would you still like me? That's the fear, right? The fear of if I, if I, hey, Bray, don't talk to me like that, man. I I deserve better. And then Brayden's like, oh, mate, get lost. Why are you just being so sensitive? And Brayden shames me. And it makes me feel unloved and unworthy. The, the downside of trying to stand up for your boundaries is that people will challenge them and push back on them But I guess, how, how much you're worth and what's worth fighting for. Mm. That, that's the key. How much you're worth and what's worth fighting for.
2: Love that. It's like so powerful because it, it gets caught in the, the trap of trying to please everyone else. And that's why we don't express our own boundaries. And we're worried, like you said, that the judgment, the fear of not getting shame, not being loved, not being good enough. And then it flows into worrying about other people and then our own mental health, our own well-being just starts to suffocate, which is just, I don't know, it baffles me. Like now that from where I was a year ago to, worrying, to not express boundaries and hardly know what they were, like you said before, Tom, to now being like, now nah, these are my boundaries and starting to be able to articulate them more you see like everyone's the people that respect you and and around you and love you uh just completely accept it and then it just makes your days you like weeks just so much better because you wake up and everyone sort of knows who you're with the boundaries that you've set you know what's good what's not what works for you what doesn't work for you and that's even here at work like i think we've all sort of expressed that really well and that's why we all get along so well so you know if someone's got their their headphones in that's their boundary to, don't distract them like there's so many little things but being able to express them and helps your mental well-being like enormously
1: yeah i actually wanted to ask you about that like how have you found the difference Bubba? when like in the last i don't know six months year when i think when you told me like when i come in so i can see you like you're in you're in go mode you're in like absolutely like do mode on your computer and it's like locked in and I, I can say, I'm, I'm either just like, I either say like a quick, quiet, good morning, or either I just walk straight past you and just like, I can, I can say like, get to you later kind of thing.
2: Have I? Yeah. Have
1: you found that? Just like, well, because I like, because I remember you telling me just mm. like, that, that's that's your boundary. Um, and I do, I do my best to um, <laughs> respect it for most times. Sometimes I forget. I like, if I want to, I'm going to dap you up. No, or the
2: morning, the up. morning when you walk in is always good because we always dap up. Mm. And then during the actual day like yeah it's been something that's been really big for me because i'm someone that can get distracted really easily and then you can get caught into yeah conversations when i'm not in focus because like you know we got the same interests i love to talk and stuff but yeah like being able to articulate that and because i was like now nah, i'm gonna be rude everyone thinks i don't want to talk to them or whatever but when i had the headphones on or um whatever i just that's my boundary now i've being able to explain that to others that yeah i'm not being rude i'm just locking in i need to get stuff done otherwise i'll procrastinate or i'll just get caught in a conversation because i just love talking to everyone here yeah so that's been huge and it's been massive for my own development but it's also been so much more productivity to get things done that jules needs me to get done
1: well exactly right and like just like you mentioned before you have that why as to like why you have that boundary set just like you're easily distracted you mm. like talking to other people so like it's good attaching that why to it because it not only keeps yourself accountable and just like well, it also tells the other person just like okay gives it a bit more context as to why they have the like why you have that boundary set
0: yeah it's important man like and i said before what's it costing you not to have them so like i i remember when i was a, a young guy growing up and the thing i reckon there was a lot of things that made me suffer you know like pain is real and suffering's a choice like that that's the absolute truth and i mean that with love for everyone listening heartbreak is real despair loss grief shame uh, hopelessness these are all real things but the suffering is the choices that we choose so When I lost my dad, and if you know much about happiness, I was built on that, right? Losing my dad, but before I had lost my dad, I reckon it's the the clearest understanding of what not boundaries or not having boundaries taught me. Because I I suffered immensely through that period of time, not because how I felt, because of the choices I had, which is to not have boundaries. So the best way I can articulate for people listening around boundaries is you get in life what you tolerate. And people who tolerate being treated poorly don't have boundaries. And if they do, they don't articulate them. So this a great way to think about it again is if you, if you have boundaries and people don't know what they are, they do not exist. Oh, I know how – if I do not know or you do not, they do not exist. In your intimate relationships, and in your friendship relationships, they are invisible and they do not matter if you have them and other people don't know what they are. So – With my dad, for instance, he treated me so poorly because he was struggling and he talked to me poorly. He did some things that no dad should probably do to their kids and he put me through so much emotional trauma in a a short period of time. And My dad was an incredible man growing up and he was a great dad growing up and I loved him so much. But there was a period of time when he lost his way and he became someone I couldn't even recognize. And because of that, he treated me a certain way that because I did not have boundaries, I kept going back because I loved him. I just wanted his validation, his approval, and to tell him, him to tell me that he was proud of me and he loved me and it's all going to be okay, and I just kept going back. But if I had healthy boundaries, I probably would have suffered less. doesn't mean the heartbreak wouldn't have been there. doesn't mean the hard times wouldn't have been there. It just would have meant that I wouldn't have fallen into the quicksand as well. I just dip, fell so deeply into this quicksand, and I struggled because I didn't know how I wanted to be treated. I definitely knew that how I was being treated didn't make me feel good, and that's a good thing about intuition. I'm like, I know that you're not making me feel good when I'm around you. Like as a young person, so all the young people listening, that feeling is a starting point, which is I don't like the way I feel when I'm around Tom. Like something feels off. You gotta listen to that. If something feels off, it's off. I'm not saying everyone has to go out right now and build healthy boundaries, but you gotta start with that. What's the feeling about who you're with? Like a self audit. When you're with people, how they make you feel about yourself? When you're with your partner, how they make you feel about yourself. And that's that first step to saying maybe I'm not articulating or putting my boundaries in place. Like I have one amazing strong boundary now. I've got a bunch of them but one that I live by and I, I live by it religiously is just don't talk shit about other people in front of me. Just don't talk shit about people in general. It is a good ethical thing in life. But don't talk shit about people in front of me. And do you know what? Most people don't talk shit about other people in front of me or complain about other people in front of me. Do you know why? Because I have a boundary. I'm like, I don't want to talk about Tom like that. Tom, I'm sure Tom's trying his best and I'm sure he's doing the best he can with what he's got available to him. And then what happens? No one complains to me about people. That's a great boundary. Mm. And I just always used to feel really triggered when someone would talk about someone poorly around me. So I'm like, well, you wouldn't know that. So, Bray. Don't, mate, when you're with me, bro, let's make it about lifting people up, making people feel good. Like, let's make our time together positive. It's like,
2: instead of negative, instead of gossip, it's positive gossip,
0: yeah. right? Mate, absolutely. And I think yeah. that's the thing though, because you wouldn't know that and be like, hey, then I'd check you too. Like, yeah, you know, if you've got 30 minutes a day to spend time together, on average, we're awake for 16 hours a day, on average. Why would you want to put any time into ragging on someone else? Like, that doesn't mean that you're not having frustrations, challenges, concerns, worries, conflicts. That is part of life. I'm talking about just ragging on someone because you think you can. What a great boundary to have. Mm-hmm. And I love it because no one wastes my time talking shit. And I love that because the time that we, I get with people should be special, should be meaningful, should have a, you know, a, a opportunity of, of making the world better, making our lives better, making our interactions better. And that, I feed off that. So that's a boundary and they're important. Yeah. So...
2: You shared bits of your, on your, your dad there. So boundaries come, do you reckon they come from our childhood experiences or experiences growing up? And then how do you start to identify them? Like how do you identify that, for example? But do you reckon they're shaped from our experiences? And if someone like, like me and Tom a year ago didn't really know what ours were, how do you start to identify what your boundaries might be like do you have to look out for certain things that make you happy that make you sad angry frustrated all that sort of stuff
0: yeah well great question really because so many things go into it right you know our whole life is a representation of how we've allowed to be ourselves to be treated and the word allowing like we allow things so yeah when you're a child and you're you're a young teenager what you allow is probably slightly different because you're a subject of your environment and you're still trying to work all that out and that can impact your absolute adult life. So I was treated poorly, so now I let other people treat me poorly. I don't have a a level of self-worth and self-esteem, so I'll just get what I can take. So I I link boundaries deeply to self-esteem and self-worth. So the greater the levels of self-worth and self-esteem, the greater level of boundaries that you have that's the why I see them. So where does self-esteem and poor self-esteem come from? Absolutely how you grow up and your childhood and then how you're treated. So you've got to recognize that and capture it, which is like, you know what, we, we, maybe you haven't been treated perfectly and maybe you had some stumbles and some hurdles and someone teased you at school and maybe your mum wasn't kind to you and maybe you've had some bad breakups and maybe that has affected your level of self-esteem. But the good thing about that is you can draw a line in the sand and start to rebuild it and reshape it, remold it. Mm. And that's the good thing about a boundary. They change. Yeah. You know How I wanted to be treated five years ago is different to how I'm to be treated now. How I want to be treated 10 years ago. And how I want to probably be treated in five years from now would be different again. And it's an evolution of self and what you want, what do you want to stand for, what type of environments you want to create, how people feel. Because what I've definitely worked on over time is not just how I want you to treat me, how I want to treat you that's a boundary. Yeah. And then how I want to treat myself when no one else is around. So boundaries are in three things really. How you treat others. How you talk about others when they're not around. That's a boundary. You can talk shit, then you've if your boundary is not to talk shit and you talk shit, well then you've over 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 crossed your boundary, broken your internal promises. We break more promises to ourselves than anyone else. Mm-hmm. We break our own promises, our own integrity. So what's your boundaries when other people aren't around and what you're saying about them. What's your boundary when you're talking to someone? Are you being kind and decent to them? What's your boundary in how people are treating you? And then most importantly, what is the boundary that you have about how you're treating you when no one's around? So just you versus you, baby. Like, what are you saying to yourself? What are you doing when no one's watching? I reckon that's the greatest definition of a true value and a true boundary like when I was growing up and at 26 27 28 I was about boundaries understood what they look like and how they're important mm. they are but I probably didn't recognize oh yeah I'm telling Tom not to do that or I'm putting myself in better environments but you know what well, I'm still getting home and talking shit about myself you know like you're a loser you not know, good enough so I think that a great lesson for people as well you got to have in good internal boundaries based on how you talk to you
1: yeah I'm really glad we just mm. actually started talking about this because I think when when you told me about like we were gonna do boundaries as a topic, I don't know, just like had it in my rise and I was thinking about it in the car and I was driving around and whatnot, and I kind of really wanted to to bring up how i um, and we should talk about it just then in terms of like childhood experiences and how we and we, how we talk about a lot actually here in the workshops that you guys do is like the building of layers, and as we get older for like from these experiences and like this another layer, figuring out like what works, what doesn't. It's, it's almost like as you're growing up, you like, whether consciously or unconsciously like create these layers, but they're kind of like boundaries in, in themselves. Like Jules, what do you think is like the difference between the layers that I was just talking about then that we form and boundaries?
0: Yeah, I think layers are, are, are very similar to boundaries in a way that they protect us. They play a role. They are invisible. Um, they can change in certain situations and settings, like layers change, boundaries change. So layers to me are more about how you're showing up in front of people all the time. Like what type of person do I need to be? That's like a layer, it's like a perception persona. And and boundaries are, are really something that you as I said before, a psychological, emotional, you know, line that you yeah. have. And One of the greatest things I think about boundaries and layers, they're obviously very similar and they've got some distinct differences, but also some things in common. If you don't learn how to put yourself first, you just teach people how to put you second. So if you don't learn how to put yourself first, you're only teaching people how to put you second. The only person who teaches people how to treat you is you. If that's not a fundamental rule of the world and happiness, like you are the only person responsible for how people treat you. And if they are putting you second, making you feel less than, it's because of you. And that's a hard truth. You're like, that's not true. People out in this call listening to it. Oh, that's bullshit. People treat me poorly and blah, blah, blah. And they talk down to me. And I'm like, yeah, but what have you done to change that? Choices towards the person that you want to be or away from it. And if I said, Tom, mate, I don't want you to talk to me like that. And you just kept doing it. I get two options. Accept it or find new friendships. Mm-hmm. In your intimate relationships, babe, I don't want that. I don't want this life for us. I don't want us to be treating each other this way. I don't like how you talk to me. I don't like how I talk to you. If we can't fix this, I don't want a life like this. It's like what do you demand from your life and yourself? So layers are like perceptions, personas. They, they kind of help you morph in to sit different things in different settings. And that boundary thing is really about what I mentioned there. It's like you get two choices. You either accept it, you conform you put up with BS and people treating you poorly or you raise your standards and say, you know what, I want to be better than this. And there is a loneliness about it as well. Like I think that you got to talk about that also, that changing boundaries comes with a sense of loneliness. Like it's not all happiness and sunshine and rainbows. Like, oh yeah, I'm so proud of myself now. And you know, I've got boundaries. You'll find you have good boundaries and you have no friends for a while. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's daunting. To know that the only person that you have as a friend is yourself. I went through that with my mates that I grew up with. And when I started changing from someone who used drugs and alcohol as you know, self-medicating for my pain and my broken heart just to be able to write myself off and numb the pain. When I realized that that wasn't the way I wanted to live my life and I wasn't going to make it if I kept going down that path to try and change my trajectory. I wanted to change the quality of my life. The boundaries I had to set were very different and people criticized me for it people gave me shit about it people said, oh you think you're better than us or you think that you you know you forgot where you came from and you know because i grew up in a pretty rough area right so people like you forget where you came from you we went through so much together and that hurts and then i remember going through a chapter in my life when i felt really lonely but there's a big difference between being alone and being lonely mm-hmm. and i think that's a good distinction Being alone and being lonely. I was alone, but I wasn't lonely. I just had to reframe that. I was alone building myself up like my comeback baby. I'm like, I'm the new. And then guess what? I started finding new friends because your vibe attracts your tribe. I started finding people who actually, you didn't even need to tell them how to treat you because they already knew it. Mm -hmm. Because good people bring out the good in others. And there's a fundamental truth that happy people make other people feel happy around them. Unhappy people make other people feel unhappy around them. Like, which one are you? Do people feel unhappy around you? I wonder what boundaries you create to make that so. What environment are you creating? Or do people like, I love being around that person. I love it. They just inspire me. They make me feel good. That's also a boundary. I, I want
2: to, I heard I, um, I was just doing a podcast the other day. which was actually one of our mates, Egan. And he interviewed Brooke, Emma, Rose on the podcast. And I just loved how she sort of, she sort of talked about a little bit about success and boundaries and that but she lives by these three things which was self which is flows into this, right? You got to understand yourself, self-regulation, self-actualization, like all that sort of stuff, right? You got to understand where you want to go, what you want to do and who you are as a person because then you can know your boundaries mm-hmm. and then it through throw into strategy. So, you got to know what your strategy is around, you know, this is where I want to go. This is the people I want in my life this is how I'm going to get to where I want to get to and this is how I'm going to implement my boundaries. So, you got to have a strategy on that and then that leads to ultimate, she says like the third S is success, which is being happy with yourself, happy with the people around you and then, yeah, like you might get your materialistic things if, if that's what you're chasing and that's what you get because like you said earlier, you can't, well, you can't change the world if you're broke, right? As, as you said earlier, but... You know, that's so you're going to end up getting your money and your status if that's what you want. But I just loved, it sort of flows straight into this, right? You got to understand yourself and then you got to know your strategy to set your boundaries, know what they are, and then your strategy to get to that person you want to be. And then if you can get to that person that you're really striving for internally, then that comes out that third S, which is your success.
0: Which And life is way too damn important to leave the chance. like. Ultimately, what you're just saying, man. The strategy, some point. Like your life is so precious. Why would you leave it to chance? Why would you leave your success, how people treat you, to chance? And if you don't have boundaries, you are. You're like, I'm just going to put myself in this environment and hopefully it works out for me. That's not a good strategy, for well-being and happiness. It's just, yes, spontaneous and going with the flow and being flexible, absolutely. But just hoping for the best. And hopefully people treat you well. It's not a great strategy. Mm, so because if that was a good strategy, most people would be treated better. We we are often quite poor to each other. You look at social media. You look at how people talk about each other. We aren't really decent at times. And I think there's a lot, a lot to be said around that. And I guess how we feel as people. And if we feel insecure, then we're more inclined to tear other people down. And it's sad. That's it's something I don't love about the human psychology that – we feel bad about ourselves, so the best way to remedy that and soothe that pain is to criticize another. I just I just feel that we can be so much more than that. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to have the pain, the sadness, the struggle, but I just feel this sadness that our coping mechanism is to use criticism and judgment as a solution to make us feel better and it's so short term and it's so narrow minded and it actually just robs your soul of the joy and love that you deserve to heal so that's a boundary as well it's a boundary it's like I know I'm hurting I know I'm, I'm hurt and that's you can have a boundary that holds you too like a great way to think about a boundary is like a socket you know what what holds you in your socket and sometimes you're going to fall out of that that rhythm you know that rhythm of life but how quickly can you get back there like, I'm far from perfect and no one's perfect. We're perfectly imperfect. But sometimes I wish I dealt with that situation better, that moment better with my boundaries. But if you didn't deal with it well, then you get the best chance to fix it. Mm. Like, are you willing to fix it? Are you brave enough to fix it? Are you brave enough to do the right thing? Because um, right doing the right thing is always the right thing, which leads me to a workplace context or culture that we said this yesterday, bad things happen because good people let it. That's mm. also a boundary.
1: Mm. yes
0: like what's your moral code like what's your moral code like if you walk into the lunchroom and someone's talking shit about one of your work colleagues are you going to be brave enough to call that out say Tom that's not how we roll here bro and you're like oh mate get off your high horse bro leave me alone and and I'm like well mate if that's the way you want to be it's not the place for you but I love you I respect you I want you to be happy here but we don't roll that way here and you're like shit that's a pretty clear boundary we don't roll that way here but I see it so sadly that people would talk shit about another person and the other people would just stand there and do nothing. But oh, I didn't participate, though. I didn't say anything bad about Braden. If you were there and you saw it and you heard it and you did nothing, you are bra- you are not brave. Do you know bravery? People like to feel brave. they like, I'm a brave person. You know what? Brave is only in an action. It's not a feeling. It, it may make you feel brave, but it's only in the behavior. Hey, bray. No, man, we don't roll that way. Because bravery comes with not being able to control the outcome. Brayden might tell me to get lost and get bent. Bravery comes that regards what the outcome is, I know what the right thing to do is and that is a boundary and I think that we all have to work on that moral code, including me, con- constantly reminding ourselves that being a good, decent, kind, loving individual is a boundary.
1: Yeah.
0: Is how, a boundary.
2: How do you articulate your boundaries? So like like you said then, for someone that might be, you know, you used to sit in the lunchroom and someone comes in and, and talking crap, how do you actually communicate your boundaries? Because like we've talked about earlier, it's it's hard because you want to fit in, you want to be liked, you want to be loved, you want to be good enough, you want to be respected and you don't want to be shamed, judged, ridiculed so we don't stand up for our boundaries and we find it hard to have those difficult conversations. So how do you, how do you for example, say with Mon, your partner, how do you how do you express your boundaries in that relationship side and then at work? So like have you got any tips?
1: So can I just take uh, like a, a step before we get into communicating? No, you them. can't. No, nah, Just before have just, a boundary. Just before <laughs> just before that. I've
2: got a boundary, man. I'm asking a question and you're I'm communicating my boundary, you cannot interrupt me.
1: What if you actually don't know what your boundaries are though? And then so what if you like, how do you like what discover, like say you want to sit down with yourself, discover your own boundaries before communicating them. That's what I was, that's what I was getting
0: at. So self-identity, right? Yeah. So you work with three things. What, what are emotions and thoughts and behaviours you would like to have? So go backwards, reverse engineer it. So what would a behaviour be that would represent your boundary? Then what would that make you think about and then how would that make you feel? So that's a great framework about boundaries. Reverse engineer it from how would I behave if I had good boundaries? How would people behave around me? So think behavior as a, a strategy. How would people behave around me, as I mentioned before? Very rarely do people talk shit about other people in front of me. I reckon that's a behavioral boundary I've created. And I'm big to call it out. And secondly, is that what's my behavior like? What's my boundary? What am I putting up with today? Like, am I letting people walk into my office or am I too, on my phone too much? Or am I, you know, getting off with the fairies a little bit? Like Brain talked about focus, but what, what internal behaviors are you allowing as boundaries? What do you want to think about is a boundary. Thoughts become things, and what you think about, you become. So what boundaries do you have that allow you to go down what rabbit hole? Everyone has negative thoughts and self-doubt. That is part of being human. But you know what? It's how long you let yourself go down the rabbit hole for. So I might have insecurities and and self-doubt. I absolutely do. But you know what? I spend very limited time... And I give it very little oxygen and fuel to create a path for me. It mm. might be a criticism like for 35 seconds to a minute or two minutes, but I have these parameters and boundaries that I'm like, if I'm, if I'm talking shit about myself for three minutes and bedding myself up, up for three minutes, I just have this explosiveness of taking huge action to get out my own way. So it's like you kind of we talk about it, happiness, go flooding it. I'll flood my emotions and thoughts and behaviors with something positive that just eradicates that negativity. So it's not about getting rid of it completely. It's about learning how to make sure you've got some really clear stop signs and saying, hey, you know what, this is my boundary. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about it because a bit of self-pity, a little bit of self-pity, you know, feeling disappointed, feeling upset for a bit helps you regulate. So it's not about never being sad, but why are you sad? But definitely don't beat yourself up about it. There's no research in the world that backs up beating yourself up. Like There's no research that backs beating yourself up as a motivating mechanism. Learning from your mistake and what you got wrong is a great lesson to be better, but beating yourself up about what you did and why you did it doesn't help you move forward. So I would say that behaviors, thoughts, and feelings, how would you feel if you had respectful boundaries, which is ultimately, how would you feel if people respected you the way you wanted to be respected? Your gender, your color, your, your race, your beliefs, how you looked, like how would you like that to feel?
2: I can I can back that up, and I actually wanted to ask you quickly: what is a boundary that, and how have you like what's one of your boundaries, and how have you realised that? Okay, that I need to set that. Um, for me,
1: I guess just in terms of like boundaries with managing my own energy, mm. like just because I mean, so at the moment, like I think at that time when, when when I was talking to you, Jules, was like I had army, uni, footy, work. Gage had like just so many things I'm just like how how am I going to manage my energy like what's my priority and just and so I had to cut things out so I let go of army for a bit and then just doing just making sure like I have the boundary to do things for me to fill up my own cup before committing myself to other responsibilities so whether that's first thing in the morning or if it's the afternoon before I go to bed just making sure that I do something for me is like my boundary kind of thing. It's mm. good,
0: like your own oxygen mask type of thing. Mm. Yeah. Getting yourself centered.
1: Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, thanks for thanks for that, Jules. That flows into sort of bubble what you asked before about how, how then you communicate yeah. that with and who you communicate that with because, like, obviously with your partner, with your close mates, but it's it's almost like, say, when you're in the, and, and the people in the work environment as well because it's not always like you're just going to run run into a stranger like at the pub and say, like, oh, oh, hold on, mate. These are my boundaries, just real
0: quick. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Um, Good. And and I think setting the tone of two things: people are perfectly imperfect. I mentioned before, like we are flawed. And secondly, is hard conversations easy life, easy conversations hard life. Mm-hmm. And that should be a measuring stick of your success and happiness. And I I'll tell you what, man, I promise you. The people I see are unhappy have way too many easy conversations with their partners, with their friends. I've had some of the hardest conversations with others and also myself, and it, that, it's both. What are you doing, mate? I'm talking about, like, I remember having conversations with myself in the mirror. Like, I'm just so sick of you being this person. you got to get so over it to change. Like, I'm so over you being this person. Like, w- well poor as me, things aren't getting better, no one loves me, no one cares about me. And then I do the same thing, go out right? and do drugs and drink and wipe my off. And the next day, I no one likes you. It's just this toxic cycle. And I was so fed up with being that version of me. So hard conversation with myself, like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, where are you going, mate? Like, that's on you. Your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. That's the hard conversation you've got to have with yourself. Get out your own way and don't expect people this pisses me off in a nice way can you be pissed off in a nice way well I am (laughs) don't get upset with people for treating you poorly when you treat yourself poorly build that first because it's never sustainable and truly consistent if it's just about you treating me better so you make me feel better about me make sense treat me better so I feel better about me that's like clouds on a stormy day shit that is it's like it comes and goes because you can't control how people treat you. You can try and have boundaries, absolutely, but people are gonna get it wrong. So the way you feel about it will be fleeting. Do you know what? Make your tree trunk so strong, so pure, so proud that when you criticize or tear me down or say something, you know what? I feel that, but I'm not gonna let it consume me. Like know that, that it's not good enough to just have boundaries based on how you treat me without looking at how I treat myself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, first tip I would say is be flexible in it. Don't try and be righteous. My mum used to tell me this. Um, Jules, be careful when you're on your high horse and make sure you wear your helmet. You know, does that make sense to you guys? Like, Mm. be be careful when you're on your high horse and make sure you wear your helmet. You fall off. You fall off. We often fall off our high horse. So when we're setting boundaries and, you know, like, this is how I want you to treat me and all that kind of jazz, we forget that we have also made mistakes so why are we making the boundaries the the important part? Why? And understanding that boundaries and things take time to build. So don't be that person every time someone's upset, you know, like, or telling a story or you don't like what's going on, you just call them, hey, hey, I told you not to talk like that in front of me. Like, say your friend is having a bad day and you know, just getting it wrong and you don't like what they're doing or saying. You're like, hey, hey man, don't do that. Don't say that. And you sh- and you like make them feel bad and shame them. The, the, the goal of a boundary is not to make other people feel bad or less than. That is, that is not the intention. So a great measuring stick, though, is if people feel bad and they feel upset because they got it wrong because of the way you spoke to them at your boundary, then you got it wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Communication is only... As effective as the response it elicits. Where does it cross
1: that line when you say you, you communicate that boundary with them in, in the best way you can? But then, it, like, they might put like they might, oh, I don't know, like perceive it the wrong way. But it's like it's or, or like they might get upset by it. Is that is that on them? Because it's, it's like you can't really control how they're going to feel in that situation and yep. that outcome.
0: Yeah, and I and I think the best way to do that is let someone, you know, expand. And then you suck the oxygen out of it. So, say someone is talking shit about one of your mates, and like you might let that go for five minutes, and you might just listen. Mm. Like, hey, Tom, and then come up to him after. Yeah, like yeah. so, let it like so. Think about, you know, expansion and how you just suck the oxygen out of that. You don't. Hey, 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 we don't. Without even putting the boundary in place first, so because you've decided the boundary, and then I haven't told you yet. Say, so, Tom, don't say that about Brayden. You're like, hey, man, what the hell? So it's like you're talking and you're frustrated and I understand that you're a human being and you have feelings and thoughts and triggers and you're feeling vulnerable and hurting and that's why you're sharing this with me for whatever reason that he's triggered you, upset you or you're feeling insecure. I have to understand that. So empathy is still a superpower. Mm. Like why are you doing this? Get curious. And then that curiosity will let the conversation expand but the good thing about it is you're, you're not falling into the conversation. You're holding space. And they say, hey, Tom, thanks, man, for talking to me about that. I can see it's frustrating you. Empathy is a superpower. Compassion superpower. But, man, one thing I'm really working on is this is not about you. This is about me, man, all about me, about the boundaries I have around how I want to talk about my mates. And this is not to make you feel bad or upset. I I understand you are upset. I just want to make sure when we're together, we're spending our time talking about the great things about our mates. And if you have real concerns, because there's a big difference between bitching about someone having concern. Right? So, that I think how you communicate your boundary is super important. Like, let them have their opportunity to speak their truth and then place your boundary there instead. Is that making sense? Yeah, definitely. So, Um, if you try and jar in your boundary in the middle of a conversation, it's a bit like having trying to talk to someone when they're angry. Oh, you know, just calm down. You're putting more fuel on the fire. Yeah. Yeah. No one feels better when you say calm down when they're angry. He's calm down. It can't be that bad. They're like, what did you say? What what do you mean? I'm I'm calm, bro. It's been calm. Calm calm as hell. i to be happy. It's the same thing. So think about the same strategy. It's very hard to implement, but what the thing is, we want to implement the boundary because we decided we want one. The first time I get the opportunity to implement, you read all the self-help books, right? So I have boundaries. So then Tom's saying this and this is my time. This is what the book said. This is what Jules was talking about. Like I could put the boundary here. But you still have to let the natural flow of that conversation take place and then build the boundary. And a great way I just ex- express boundaries is making people understand how I feel about it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel you know i've got boundaries around you know like when i go to my speaking gigs so half an hour from a speaking gig man don't talk to me about anything unless it's positive like i know my life isn't sunshine and rainbows but if it's not positive it's going to fuel my thoughts and my my essence of being the best i can be in that audience on that stage don't talk to me about it Hey, even when you come... You've come to lots of gigs oh, with me. Some, I'm, I'm in in, tapped in. Like you go... You're in the car together.
2: It's wicked. you tap and you're talking crap. You're just singing along, whatever. We're just, you know, two blokes just talking, smacking the car. You rock up to this place half an hour before. Go, hey, mate. Oh, um, yeah, I'll see you in half hour. I'm like, what? Mm. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm just in this big room, this big conference room by myself, just like, sweating And he's off doing his thing. Like, it's so true. But it's like... How you, I like to put it, uh, this might sound real weird, but it's like a. you can put this into anything. It's like a boundary sandwich, right? Mm. So you've got your bread, which is the bottom bit, right? And then that person like you just said is going off or talking crap and right, right? So the bottom bit is like a compliment. You say, man, I really understand where you're coming from, this, this, this. And then you got the meat. It's like, well, mate, I don't like how you're talking about this. This is how it makes me feel. And the meat is that boundary you set. And then you compliment on top of that. And that finishes the sandwich. It's like now that you know that we can have a really good relationship and I love, I understand how you're feeling. And then you just double down on that again. And it's like compliment, then you fill the sandwich with how you're feeling and your boundary in in a nice way. And then you finish it off with a compliment. So basically you give them two compliments, but they also hear it and they still walk away feeling like, Oh, okay. That makes that makes sense then.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Boundary sandwich. Hungry mm. mm. now. It's powerful. <laughs> That's a great You can another. do that
2: with like yeah. ca- hard conversation as well. Mm. Give them like, you know, validate them. It's all about validating. And then you hit them with, you know, what that thing is, the hard conversation, and then you validate them again.
0: Mm. And everyone in the world has a need to be seen, heard, Mm. and and validated for who they are and their thoughts, right? So they don't want to feel shamed. You should never make people feel shame by having boundaries. It's just about making sure that the articulation, and you're not going to get it right the first time, the second time. And I think also with boundaries – don't make, them, don't make them prisons. Don't make them something that traps you. Yeah. Because what it costs you then to be trapped is you end up losing the essence of why you're trying to build them. They are not designed to keep you in or keep people out. I think that's a really important thought that if you build your boundaries so high to stop bad things getting in, your framework is so strong that you know what happens, you actually stop letting the good into. So there has to be some flex. There has to be some flex. We spend so much time trying to keep the bad out that we forget to let the good in. It's a great metaphor for life. So be flexible your boundaries. They are not designed to keep people out. And they're not designed to keep you in. They are designed to improve behaviors around you. So when it comes an opportunity, you know, like you talked about before, like protecting your energy. If there's an opportunity to help someone in need, that would be a reason to step out of that boundary.
1: Mm.
0: You know, someone really needs me, that they really, uh, my mate needs me and I'm tired, but I, they need me. So that's a reason to step out of that boundary because the boundary that would probably overset that boundary would be contribution and care and love. But a boundary around I'm tired, hey man, let's go out for drinks tonight. You've got you to understand what's worth fighting for and what represents the best version of yourself. I'm drunk. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm tired and I've had a bad week. But my mates want to get me get go out and get drunk. That's a great boundary, because every time you say no to something, you say yes to who? You. You. So when you say yes to you, I wonder what you're saying yes for. Oh yeah, I didn't help Brayden when he was struggling, so I said no to him, but yes to me. But did I say yes to the version of the person I wanted to be? Which probably no. I, mm. I wanna I wanna say yes to Brayden because. That means something to me as the highest version of myself. So I think that's also really important because sometimes people, when they build boundaries, they don't step out of them. There's no, there's no flex. Now, nah, can't do it. I, you know, I, I turn my phone off at nine o'clock every night and I go to bed. But I'm like, bro, I, I, I really need. I'm struggling, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Mm. I'm not saying be at the beck and call of people, but I'm just saying what's worth fighting for, what rep- represents the best version of you, and in them moments, what are you saying no and what are you saying yes to? That it's a great thing. Say no to things that you don't really want to do to say yes to your well-being, absolutely. But also don't say no to people if they're struggling and you, you care about them. And like I think about my beautiful partner, like say I had a tough day and sometimes this work can be so draining in, in the, the most beautiful way that it takes the best of you, you know, you've seen it. And then, you know, say I get home from work and she really needs me emotionally. And I'm just, hey, I've had a long day. I don't want to, you know, expose myself to any more stuff. You know, I'm at my stuff threshold. And she's like, but I really need you. And I'm like, hey, I'm at my stuff threshold. Like, how would that make her feel? Mm. The difference between that is, is like, babe, is is this like super important stuff? Like, and she's like, yeah, I really need to talk. Sometimes it's just stuff, it's junk. You know, like weeds. Mm. Sometimes people want to talk about their weeds with you. Get clear. Is it a weed or is it like some real meaningful stuff? Yeah. Because if you put boundaries in place that stop people getting in, it's like, no, babe, but I'm, I've got this stuff. I, I need you to help me unpack it. I love you. And you're like, no, nah, not tonight. That will cause all bunch of challenges. Mm. So just making sure how do you open the door, close the door, what's worth letting in, and sometimes you're going to have to compromise on a value when it comes to things and love. If you love someone dearly, you're going to have to compromise a value for them. Doesn't mean that you justify that value long term. It's like you're going to compromise it in that moment for love. It makes sense. Yeah. Don't make your values a thing that, or your boundaries, sorry, a thing that you can't morph into a situation or a setting in that moment to get the best out of the people that you love. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's super important to make sure that we're keeping that in check.
2: I think that's super important for, you know. The youth, like our age, right now, because and especially you talked about the alcohol situation. It took me so long for people to accept that boundary mm-hmm. because, like, like, I'm I'm the fun police. <laughs> I don't I don't drink. I don't do all that stuff. But I had to be flexible. I was like, boys, I'm I'm not drinking, especially when I was at forty. I was like, I'm not I'm not drinking. I don't want to drink. It's not who I am. But then you can still be flexible with you don't have to drink to have fun. So you can still go out. So, you know, the boys might go out on a Saturday and it was actually worked really well because I could drive. I'm like, boys, I'm happy to stay out with you because I don't have to be drunk to dance and we've seen that at the gala. I love it. I love a boogie. But it's, so boys, I'm not drinking. This is why, but I'm still going to come. I'm still going to have fun. And and then they, once you establish that, and you can be so clear. And I think that's such a hard one because some people are like, no, nah, I'm not drinking. I don't want to drink or I don't want to be a drinker. But then they'll still dabble in it every now and then because they're worried about what their friends will think of them. Mm-hmm. That's such an important one for our age. And I guess on a Saturday when you sometimes you are tired and you don't want to go out, but you're like, no, nah, I'll just go out because the boys are going out. You don't want to miss out. You want to have fun and you don't want them to I guess, judge you and all that sort of thing. And it always keeps coming back to judgment and how people are going to perceive us and all that sort of stuff. But for our age, to be able to have that conversation and to be brave enough to not just for alcohol but for whatever it is and saying, look, right now this isn't suiting the person I want to be. And it can be the same with luck for me for a good example. is a boundary I've set is I was doing cardio way too much at the gym. So I was just like, now I'm trying to put on some size. So, a boundary I'll set is I do cardio two times a week because that's all I'm allowed to do with the trainer I'm working with and I set a boundary on that. So, like I was skipping, so I've taken my skipping rope out of my bag, right? Like there's so many little different boundaries because doing too much of something isn't a healthy thing as well, right? So, it goes in so many different aspects and different ways but… To be able to articulate those boundaries and have someone hold you accountable to them is also, I think, really important.
1: That's what I um, want to touch on just before um, I do finish up. It's probably the last one for me. Just cause I, I hope in this episode so far that listeners have felt felt inspired to after this episode set their own boundaries. I'll put some thought towards it and maybe sit down when they have a spare moment to, yeah, write it down. Whatever like works best for them, but. Um, once they do that, Jules, what's, way, what's some ways that they can keep themselves accountable? They can sort of remember and like remember these boundaries that are put in place to almost solidify them like a habit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's good because, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, bro, weren't we? Like, you know, people don't determine the quality of their life. People determine their habits and their boundaries and their habits and their boundaries determine the quality of their life. And I think that's super important. Like we are changeable we are moldable we can improve Mm. like that's the beautiful thing about who we are like we're not constant you know you know if you're unhappy move you're not a tree like we're not stuck so for me keeping yourself accountable is a daily conversation and could you, better, could you be better tomorrow than you were today? So wh- what are you setting up in the morning and then what's your intention? So the great way, one of the best things I've ever heard about keeping yourself accountable is before you open your eyes in the morning, don't open them without a clear intention for your day. Mm-hmm. And generally, I don't open my eyes without intention. It's like if you're going to open your eyes, like this life's a gift. Like you should be so grateful for it. You know, you don't have – don't be entitled Like, you've got a gift in front of you, so what are you going to do today to bring out the best in you, the people around you? You're going to have some hurdles. Don't let your miserable moments convince you that you've got a miserable life. You're going to have moments that are miserable and challenging and tough and hard, but meaningful problems, meaningful life. So before you open your eyes, set your three intentions and the things that you want to have healthy boundaries around today, and what you get wrong yesterday. Like, where'd you get it wrong? It's like a constantly daily thing. Like, oh, you know, I probably was on my phone too much. And then working out where you want them. So, a few things for people work out where you want them. So, you should probably have, if you've got a pen, write them down. You should have a boundary in your health, your boundary in your career, a boundary in your finance, a boundary in relationships, and a boundary in yourself. Like, start small and then scale. So, one might be a boundary for me is I don't, a small boundary is I don't generally drink during the week. Unless it's a function or an occasion, especially. I don't drink. Wine Wednesday. That, 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 yeah, wine Wednesday, right? So once a month. But that's a simple boundary that you can put in. So boundaries have a, 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 a like a, what do you call it? A spectrum of how strict and how important they are and how many you have. So drinking not, during the week, if you don't have any healthy boundaries right now, what a great one to start. And then you need the discipline to back it up. So people might ask, what's the difference between a boundary and a discipline? A boundary is the, th- the line, the invisible line. And the discipline is the behavior that ensures that you meet it. So no drinking during the week. Well, when you feel like a drink, then the discipline is I'm not drinking tonight. That's the discipline part, the action. So one in your relationship might be, how do I want to talk to my partner? I'm big on that one. Like, I didn't like the way I spoke to her. So how can I make that better? So... Accountability is in the moments of behavior and then reflection. So reflect as quick as you can is a great way to have accountability. And don't justify. I'm big on that. Don't justify why you let yourself down. Just get better at being better. Oh, yeah, but I did it because of Tom. Or I did it because... Don't fall into the trap of making excuses of why you let yourself down or why your boundary fell. Just get better at rebuilding it. Does that make sense? Mm. This, if it falls, rebuild it and build it stronger. Not, oh yeah, but it was, th- you know, th- it was that person's fault. Or oh, I just had the longest day, and that's why I snapped. I see that a lot in love. I had the longest day, and it was a shit day, and I-, I snapped at my partner, and that's okay. Well, don't spend too much time focusing on why you had a shit day, and that was the reason you behaved that way. Just get better at next time you have a shit day, and you have a hard day. That that boundary is that I- I'm clear. And I said this to Bray yesterday probably super important with a boundary is that once you've once you've crossed it, the person's already upset. So now I'm upset with you. So then you've got to rectify that. So you need to make me feel okay and talk to me about it and communicate with me about it. I'm frustrated. I'm wondering why you do that, why'd you say that? Why'd you treat and then I'm already in a state of fear, fight or flight. I'm already my nervous system is already, you know, wound up. But if I know what's your line and what gets close to it so I think a great thing for people listening is don't focus on people crossing your lines focus on how they know they're getting close to them make sense
1: Mm -hmm.
0: don't worry about people crossing your lines your boundaries worry about them getting close enough to them you know like when you're swimming and it's like you know be careful of like sharks like the signs like that's getting close like don't don't You don't jump in there and see fins. You're like, shit, The sharks in the water. Like That's way too late because by that point you're in danger, you're scared, you're worried. You're not thinking the way you want to think. But I'm like, hey, there's like 15 signs here saying be wary of sharks. That's a great parameter. So boundaries are the physical, emotional, psychological line that we talked about. But the best way I can help people understand what you want to do moving forward is how do I know when people are getting close to it? That's a great way because then you'll still come because we are erratic people. So when you cross my line, I'm already frustrated. So get clear on like, hey, this is so far from my line, So you haven't crossed it yet. I'm not upset. But just so you know, this is, we're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. I want to um, touch on quickly, like what's one of your boundaries in the last, say, six to 12 months? Maybe one or two, two go. I want to go around two boundaries that you've set that have really helped you.
1: Uh, I'll go first. Then <laughs> um, I'm going to use that one I said before in terms of managing my energy. Um, just because, yeah, I've been super consistent with that. Whether it's like, um, yeah, whether it's that mindfulness or like taking care of my body, like um, the aspect of like going for a run, going to the gym. Um, just yeah, doing something for me first, and then yeah, I really wanted to put a boundary on the time that I'm spending on my phone. Um, so I think, yeah, I was I was sitting around like five, six hours. Um, and I really wanted to put a boundary on that to try to reduce that to, Let's well, just see if I could keep on reducing it to see as low as low I could go. I think I'm back down to like three at the moment, which I'm pretty happy with that, but just so uh, like I have that boundary so I don't go on it before bed. I don't have, I have a boundary to that. I don't go on until like I get to the office kind of thing or like I have it there just to check a couple of messages, emails, whatever. I don't go um, up until 8am, 9am, whatever. So the social media side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Socials, but even just like just using the device in general, like, oh, I mean, I play music on the, on the way to work. When I'm at home, just like, I'm sitting with myself, sitting with like, just that silence and just really just trying to set up that environment for myself. It's
0: good, man. That's a good yeah. boundary. So Solid. That's, that's that's my good two. one for everyone, actually. Mm. Mine would be, man, I probably, with my work and my speaking, my boundary would be, or my rule of thumb would be take, take all the gigs all the time, build yourself up, be great, learn your craft, 10,000 hours. And that served me. Like it's why boundaries evolve because you evolve and your life's changed and so do your circumstances and the people in it. So now I have a boundary which is not volume, quality of work. And you guys know this about me a well, lot. Yeah, I, quantity. I, you've already you've heard me articulate that already at times, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I want to do less but with more meaning. Like That's me articulating my boundary because you guys are like, I'm not telling you guys off. You're like, I know Jules has already said it many times. He wants to do less but he wants to do more meaningful stuff. So I wonder what I'm going to present to him. If I want Jules to do something, I already know that he wants to do less but it has to be meaningful. Is this meaningful enough that he would want to do it with me? What a great rule. What a great boundary. So that's what I've been really working on because the transition of saying no has, has always been hard for me. And I think that's important to also recognize that saying no is not easy. Saying no is still hard for me. It's a hard thing to say. And then saying no to gigs or helping someone or helping things or environments or whatever it may be. But I'm like, you know what? You cannot be everything to everyone. And you also got two beautiful kids. you got a beautiful partner. And they also deserve what's best of you, not what's left of you. Like, mm. they deserve what's best of you too, not what's left of you. And I just took so much on that I'm like, I'm there but I'm not there. And I'm like, you know what? The only person who can control this outcome is me. So my parameter now and my boundary is. Less is more and do it with more meaning. Nice. And I've seen the benefits already. I've seen it from last Christmas to the Christmas before I got to the end of the year and I remember it distinctly. This is not having boundaries, Tom. I got to 2022 Christmas and I finished my last gig and I said, thank God that's over. I had done like 260 gigs in a year. and I was so done on the last day of my speaking gig for the year. And I said, that cannot be my boundary. If I let my life become a chore and I let this work become a chore, it's going to eat me up and spit me out. But I'm the boundary. It's not Tom and Braden's job and Robbie's job and you guys' job to make sure I'm not doing too much. It's my job. So I got to 2023 Christmas. I did three gigs in one day, three 90-minute gigs in one day because you you're away. Did your gigs? I did my gigs. Yeah. And you know what? When I was done, I said, I still got more in me, baby. I was ready to still go and I'm chomping, I'm still ready, but I only did 160 gigs, so I dropped 100 gigs in a year Mm. and that's the difference, knowing what you want, working towards it. Maybe a boundary can't happen overnight, but knowing what you want and what type of person you want to be. So I guess for people listening, what's one boundary you have right now that's not serving you? Like what's one that you've tried or you think you have that's not serving you? And what's a boundary you want to implement and how long do you want it to kind of take place so that took me 12 months I knew that that boundary wasn't going to be overnight because I couldn't just say guys cut all my, my speaking gigs I don't want to do they're like man you're booked in they've paid they've paid deposits like that wouldn't be possible so some boundaries need time to evolve but I constantly had conversations with you guys didn't I? Yeah. I want to do less I want to do less be really careful about who you're saying yes to and why and then over 12 months I saw the change and now I'm, I'm reaping the benefits now of that Mm. clarity of mind, what I want to do. So some boundaries take longer, but you can still articulate the boundary itself. That makes sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Bubba?
2: Uh, saying no. Mm. like literally has been a big one because it's in the social aspect of things because like, um, you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd tend to say yes to things because I want to make that person happy. Mm. Or like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do this for you. I'll go here with you. And then like, the day would come and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go. Or No, like, and I'd get anxious about it, and then I might cancel, right? And then you lose that relationship. Like, it starts to really affect those relationships when you when you constantly pull out of certain things. So, just being up and honest and like, no, like, I I don't want to do that at this point in time, like, because of this, this, and this, right? So, that's a big one is saying no, and at least a boundary for me is a minimum of half an hour of solitude. Is half an hour of solitude. Every single day by myself. So, that can be morning, whenever, throughout the day. And that's been massive for my own thoughts, my own clarity, and understanding myself where I'm at. And actually, like, energizes me massively. Mm. So, that's that's one for me. That's great one, Real last question before we do our last question <laughs> is, what's one that you want to sort of set? Like a new boundary <laughs> that you know you should. I can start it off. So, I've been... My reading game's been off lately and I've been like maybe watching a bit too much TV or my phone a bit much, too much at night. So, boundary I'm setting is I'm going to do, get back into the habit of it and I'm going to start small. So, I'm going to just get back into 10 pages a day. So, and that's because I've been going to bed earlier, sleeping earlier, eating a bit earlier around, I normally go for a little walk. So, as soon as I get home from that little walk at night, it's straight on the couch or and read my 10 pages. And that's a boundary I'm setting is putting my phone away and I'm going to get back into that.
0: Great boundary, man.
1: Um, I'm going to go... Because I've been sort of like thinking of how once I get back from Japan, like because once I get back, I'm going to fit straight back into the routine of, of work, uni, footy. I just want to make sure that I've got the boundaries in place, that um, I'm organized and that I'm ready to... Um, work towards my priorities as best I can and be there for the people that I really want to be be with. Um, so say, like, I think the boundary for me, not that I've set it yet, but, like, because I want to take some time over, over my break while I'm away to get clear on it would be, but the main idea or theme would be to be organised uh, around it and just, yeah, um, get clear on what I've got that week or what's coming up um, just so then I'm prepared. Yeah,
0: love that. It's cool. Know what I mean? Yeah. Good bit. Like anticipating your week and acting on it. Mm. Great.
1: Yeah. I'm setting myself up for success because I know that this year is going to be big. But once we get back and get into the um, routine of reach workshops, hopefully later in the year, and I really want to step into that and lean into that fear and, and challenge myself. So good, I want to make sure I've got the energy to do so.
0: I love that. Yeah. Mate, mine's simple. Just uh, trying to keep the phone away. For me, when I'm with the kids or with Monique and just leaving it in the drawer, and I've just started already working on it, the boundary of just being present. I'm, I'm present, but you know how like the kids might be playing on the swing and then you check your phone because they're just on the swing or they're coming down the slide and they're having a great time and they're this happy as Larry and they don't need you in that moment, but you're not watching that moment. So I heard someone talking about the other day. It's like, it was like, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you, not for them. They're having the best time of their life, and you're missing it. Your kids, like, oh, you're like you're on your phone. You're like, oh, they're having the, they're having fun. You now they don't care if I'm on my phone. It's not about what they're thinking. It's about what you're missing. Mm. That makes it. So I'm like, I don't want to miss their joyful moments because they're having fun. I want to make sure I'm paying attention to them. So one of the boundaries I'm doing, I leave my phone at home when I go for a walk. So then I'm just with them the whole time. So that's a big boundary for me because it's so easy to just like when they're distracted doing things that they like that you just jump on your phone. So. I've always started that. It's been working a treat. So I'd recommend that for most people. Leave it at home for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Have a boundary around it. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks Man, boys.
1: that's unreal. Um, great episode so far. Thanks, Jules, for that and just coming in and sharing your wisdom once again. Um, you've definitely inspired me to, after this episode, take some time um, to get Clearing some boundaries, maybe change a couple of my other ones. when and really, I've got a bit of time coming up to do that. So I'm looking forward to dedicating some time on the plane, train, um, to do that. And um and yeah, to the listeners, hopefully, yeah, just it's it's really important. to say, like, I hope that you get something out of this episode to really carry out the importance of boundaries. What are your boundaries? If you don't have any, get some. You know what I mean. So um, with that said, I'll hand over to Bubba. To conduct the last question before we end it.
2: Mate, Who is someone in the last week that you were very grateful for?
0: Oh, I'm going to say, well, I've got so many of you around me, but I'm going to say I'm grateful for my mum. Just just an all-round legend. Just queen. Queen, just just a general, all-round great human. So just grateful for her and just really lucky to have her in my life.
2: that you, my man?
1: I'm going to go Mr... Lachlan, Lachlan Welsh, um, just because from the we had a like good weekend down south. Um, it's pretty fun. Just like as we finish up the night after the triple J, um, set up the swag, and it's like we kind of it was this beautiful night, stars were out, and then he's a wizard on the guitar, and so he's just like, I'm, I'm just sitting there, just like, like it's pre- and it's getting ready to go to bed. And he's just strumming away. And it's like, this is bloody beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it's like looking up at the stars, showing up with my best mate, playing guitar. So I'm grateful for that moment. I'm grateful, grateful for him. And um, yeah. I love Cheers. that. Cheers, bubba. I love
2: that. Uh, I'm grateful for um, a guy named Jack McIntosh who um, we've just been communicating a bit because he's starting to get more into this this space and stuff. And he's just been you know, reaching out and supporting things that I've been doing. And I'm just really grateful to have you know, someone that's, you know, they, I've actually never really, I never met him. We just know each other through someone else. And, um, yeah, this has been really nice, like connecting on socials and um, we're actually going to catch up soon. But it, it was just very grateful for him just reaching out and showing support without even meeting him, mm. which is cool.
1: Yeah, no, nah, he's a ledge actually. Yeah. I remember, yeah, he's friend, mate's with Egan. Yeah. And uh, he, I've met him at the, at the run and uh, a few other times. But, um, yeah, beautiful lads. Well, we'll leave it there, eh? Um, it's been a good episode. Probably been a little longer than we had anticipated, but quality, right? And we just let it go. So, yeah. Um, until next time, remember: if you really got something out of this episode, go back, check it out again, listen a couple of times, set your boundaries. With that said, like, share, subscribe. That's the one. <laughs> <Got you>. Yeah, cheers, <laughs> brother. And luck, yeah, nice. cheers is up there. You. Thanks, guys. You, my friend, have just made it to the end of another Switched On podcast. Thank you very, very much. If you enjoyed the episode, it would be a massive help if you could follow the channel, rate five stars, of course, please. Tap the notification bell, share with friends and family, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to suggest some feedback, suggest a guest, or even advertise your brand, reach out to our Instagram DM. And also be sure to check out our website for more information, resources, and updates for what we've got coming up. Thanks once again. Stay Switched On.